Hey there, good day and welcome to the Hero Bells podcast. My name is Kyle McCaffrey. I am the founder and lead trainer of Hero Bells. Today's podcast is about joint health. Now I'm not talking about weave joints, I'm talking about your, your knees, your elbows, your shoulders, all of it. I'm currently recording in Valencia, Spain, and this is a podcast that is designed to be short and impactful so that you get the most out of your training and out of life. Today we're going to be reviewing another book, this time we're reviewing Super Joints by Pavel Tassellini. I hope that I pronounced his name correctly. Listen until the end to learn more about Pavel, his books, and where to find his work. For now, his secrets are safe. Sorry, pardon me. For now, his secrets for safe backbending. Then a very brief overview of his prescribed mobility routine, detailed in the first chapter. I swear to God, today I just can't talk. <laughs> you do a little vocal warm-ups and face warm-ups or something. It must be cold or something in here. Anyway, so this is the book, Secrets to, uh, at least the part of the book is called Secrets to a Safer, to Safer Back Bending. So this is Pavel in the book. If you literally bend back, your movement is limited to a couple of lumbar vertebrae. You distress this area and do not even get much range of motion out of it. He also put ROM, so if you ever see that in any literature, ROM means range of motion. A safer and more effective approach is to start by traction of the vertebrae, that is, spine elongation. You might hear that from your chiropractor if you ever go there. They're going to talk about traction of the vertebrae. I've, for, for myself, I've had one where um, it was like a device that looked... I don't know, almost like a, a block of wood with a doweling on it, but it was made of foam. And I had to roll my neck on this thing. And uh, yeah, needless to say, it, it worked, but I left it back in Canada. Um, so as you grow taller, it helps to in inhale to maximally open up your chest. The shock-absorbing discs between the vertebrae and the spikes, spiky facet joints get more room and therefore get squeezed less as the spine extends. Once you have opened up your spine, it is time to bend it back. Instead of hinging it on your lumbar vertebrae alone, try to get some motion out of every segment of the spine from top to bottom. It helps to visualize that you are wrapping yourself around an imaginary ball. Excessive bending is one hazard. A strong pull of the hip flexors on the spine is another. These psoas muscles originate in the small of your back and run through your stomach to insert in front of your thighs. So it's running from the middle of your back, or sorry, the, the small of your back, and runs actually right through to the front of your thighs, in case you didn't get that. These muscles are absolutely, they're a pain in the ass uh, to, to be able to deal with and to release these muscles if they get tight. So you gotta pay close attention to these muscles. So look that up, that's psoas muscles, P-S-O-A-S. Um, back to the book, spine hyperextension is frequently accompanied by hip extension. This action pulls on the strong and tight hip flexors. Unfortunately, instead of stretching, they usually tenaciously keep their length and pull hard on the lumbar spine to exaggerate the arch even further. So if you sit down a lot, um, perhaps you're in front of a computer or a laptop and uh, all day, you're definitely gonna notice this. This is playing a major role in what's keeping you hunched forward, let alone the, um, the tightness in the pectorals and of course the, um, 
the rhomboids and trapezius muscles all letting go or being in a stretch state. So you're going to get that weird arch and Quasimodo look eventually. So back to the book. Uh, clenching your butt cheeks is the only way to deal with hip flexors, potentially damaging. Uh, sorry, I'm going to start that again. Clenching your butt cheeks is the only way to deal with the hip flexors, potentially damaging pull during backbending. Your lower back will be supported by another set of guide wires, countering the pull of the hip flexors. Besides, flexed glutes will semi-relax the psoas and further dampen their powerful pull. So what he's saying here is that if you flex the glutes, it'll actually relax the psoas just a little bit more. So if you're getting tightness in that psoas muscle, perhaps you've already identified what the psoas is, flexing your glutes more often will give you that um, slight relief. So a good way to do that, of course, um, through exercise and of course mobility, there's back bends that you can uh, that you can absolutely do, and do what is also familiar with a lot of people is do the kettlebell swing, or just about any exercise that involves the kettlebell because you need to be flexing your glutes as hard as you can. Uh, that will also help with the psoas, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, back to the book. According to the neurological phenomenon of reciprocal inhibition. When a muscle is contracting, its antagonist, or the opposite number, relaxes to make the movement more efficient. Uh, he goes on to say, why press the gas and the brake pedals at the same time? The glutes are hip extensors. They oppose the hip flexors, which include the psoas. That is why it is generally advisable to flex your glutes during backbending exercises. So you can also do that yourself if you're ever doing a stretch and you're, say you're stretching out your hamstrings, which of course you need a good stretching regimen and is not the be all end all. It's just a small part of your recovery routine, just so you know. Um, you can, if say you're laying on the floor and you're in an L shape and you're reaching towards your toes, you would flex your quads and that will cause your hamstrings and calves to stretch out. Now, also a mental cue you can add here is trying to think of extending your butt way behind you and pushing your heels far out in front of you to get maximal length out of that. But of course, you gotta be careful here too. You can't overdo it. Um, and that is not official advice either. <laughs> so um, in the next podcast, I'm gonna go into this book just a little bit more and we're gonna deal with um, Pavel Tassolini, or Tassolini, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but um, I'll tell you a little bit more about him soon. But we're going to go into the full routine that he does. That was just a little bit on backbending. Pardon me just one second here. Where are the... Yeah, so in the next podcast, we'll be going through about 10 steps that he wants to talk about uh, in terms of mobility and having your joints be stronger and more resilient. So just a little bit about Pavel Tasseline. Uh He is Belarusian. He was born August 23rd, 1969 in Minsk, USSR. He is the chairman of Strong First Incorporated and a fitness instructor who's introduced uh training techniques to the Spetsnaz. Uh, I guess that's the Russian Special Forces. Uh, this is just more from his Wikipedia page. 
Tassellini is particularly notable for popularizing the kettlebell. He's also known as the godfather of the kettlebell in, in America. Um, he has done this most notably through his books and through a series of instructional videos. He has a trademark um, Russian accent with the um, like communist comrade word. It, it's all with comedic intent, so it, you should really check them out. Uh, there's one of them that's free on YouTube, and I think it's called Enter the Kettlebell. You should really check that out. It's, quite, it's really, really good. Um, anyway, so that is all I have for you today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'll have links for you in the description uh, where to find this book and where to find any of his books, and of course to his Wikipedia page and more information about me. Check out more freebies. There's going to be a whole bunch of stuff there for you. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a great day.